Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Thanks, Scoob. And I'm Josh Matheson. What was that? Scooby-Doo? I was going to do Scrappy-Doo. I was going to go, let me get him. Let me get him. <laughs> <laughs> and I did Oh, it's such a good voice. I mean, you can't understand a word he's saying, but it, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh, geez, Scoob. Well, I mean, it feels like it's been a while <laughs> since we've done one of these. I've had a week off because I've been in New York. <laughs> <laughs> Which they were playing everywhere you go. So I'm not sure if I actually remember what happened last time because it's for us, it's been clue. two weeks since the yeah. last recording. They didn't find the treasure yet yeah much. that's all you need to know that's basically what happened so i guess going back oh so it was chapter 30 was called on parole oh yeah no, that was the one where where the doctor flint came to took, visit yeah and then flint took jim for a little walk well no, doctor the doctor took jim to the, the end of a little walk, walk around the perimeter and Someone basically was like, oh, jump over the fence or make a run for it. And Jim was like, no, I gave him my word. You wouldn't you wouldn't break right, your word. My word means something. And so he refused to jump. Well, we'd, I would, but, but sure. I think right at the end, if I remember correctly, the doctor warned John saying, I wouldn't go for the treasure if I were you. And then kind of said to Jim that they were going to go for the treasure. So I think that even though Silver has the map, because the other guys have Ben Gunn, they can still make their way to the treasure as well. And, and yeah, probably faster because they're not yes, going to work exactly, because they already know where it is. They seem to have made it a done deal that the pirates are basically going to hang because the other ship's on its way now to pick everybody up. The contingency plan ship's on its way. And the doctor lives, he's dead. Oh, I'll do my best to save you short of perjury. And Silver seems quite happy with that. So they've all resigned themselves to basically thinking, oh, well, this has all gone belly up and we're all done for. And there's not really anything that's going to save us anymore, which is a bit of a Does rubbish like be position. One last big battle. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that the pirates would kind of fight to the end because they've still got, you know, there's still a ship sitting on the island. There's still the treasure. You could still grab it and make a run for it. But they don't. They seem to just resign themselves to being like, oh, yeah, oh, well, never mind. Just like we're all going to hang. <laughs> no survivor's like, um, instinct you know, at all. You know, um, is it, is it, um, oh, who's the one that Roadrunner? Coyote. Coyote. Yeah, it's when he's like falls off the cliff and he goes, mm. and he keeps running for a minute. <laughs> he does the little wave. He's falling off. Yeah, or he like does the cover his eyes as he falls, kind of thing. If I can't see it coming, <laughs> that's how the pirates are. <laughs> that's just exactly that. that. Well, I'm actually quite excited about this chapter because it finally mentions the treasure, and I'm hoping that we might see some booty this chapter. So. <laughs> I'm gonna put uh, up the uh, the photo. Here we go. This is, this is the photograph. That does not encourage me. Uh, that looks yeah. pretty boring. Um, it looks like they're sitting around the fire having a chat. To with me, a it looks like Jim's like eating. Are they so? Toast? Jim looks like he's eating imaginary food. Yeah, he does. Like and a kid's, like a kid's play picnic. Is John feeding the parrot there? Um, I think isn't that the oh, parrot oh, on yeah. his shoulder? 
that I is. Think that's John because he's got one leg and a cane. They're sitting around the fire, feeding a parrot that looks a bit more like a kestrel. It does. Again, they definitely gave up halfway up the picture because you yeah, get one of the detail around the Really detailed, and then. Yeah, just some squiggles. They're like, oh, you can fill the rest in with your imagination. And John just looks like a fifty-year-old from Stoke. Yeah, he's he's, he's changed. No offense, actually. The way he looks again looks different. It almost, it's almost like they got a different person to draw each photo, a or the person forgot yeah. what each character looked like. Yeah, like, yeah. Also, how did they end through. up? It looks like they've got a nice sort of John Lewis porcelain white plate there, but I don't know how they managed yeah. to get that. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably uh, that was the one thing they managed to get back on the little boat when they were trying to get to exactly. the ship. Yeah. Grandma's finest China. <laughs> <laughs> that was Long John Silver's treasured item. Yeah. And the, the doctors was like me brought. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim didn't get the memo about bringing something, so he's got imaginary food. Uh. <laughs> oh dear. Well, let's jump in. Here we go. Hello, floating heads. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's time for. Chapter 31, <laughs> The Treasure Hunt, Flint's Pointer. Jim, said Silver, when we were alone, if I've saved your life, you saved mine, and I'll not forget it. I seen the doctor waving you to run for it, with the tail of my eye I did, and I seen you say no, as plain as hearing. Jim, that's one to you. This is the first glint of hope I had since the attack failed and I owe it to you. And now, Jim, we're to go in for this here treasure hunting with sealed orders too and I don't like it. And you and me must stick close, back to back like, and we'll save our necks in spite of fate and fortune. Just then a man hailed us from the fire that breakfast was ready and we were soon seated here and there about the sand over biscuit and fried junk. <laughs> What's fried junk? Tasty. What on earth? Fried junk. Somebody do some research on that. Junk? Is that like what century are we in? 17th? 18th? 18th. It's written, in the, it's written in the 19th, but it's pastiche, like, middle second half of the 18th century. From what I remember, but who am I? Fried junk. Uh, junk. It doesn't say all that's coming up, obviously, is just like junk food. Junk food. All about yeah. junk. And my junk is you. So it doesn't my really say. Yeah, no, there's not really anything. I'm getting fried okay, well, chicken in... recipes. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I'm guessing they haven't, got, they haven't got potato smileys and turkey twizzlers here. Is no, oh, I don't think okay. so. I've got pictures yeah, on my. They've been elite, aren't they? Yeah, on, on my thing, I've got. Pictures of churros, fried chicken, and beignets, and onion rings. Those those seem to be the things that Google I mean, associates. Also, great. So At this point in just, the day, it's nearly dinner that. time, and I'm hungry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had lit a fire fit to roast an ox, and it was now grown so hot that they could only approach it from the windward, and even there not without precaution. In the same wasteful spirit, they had cooked, I suppose, three times more than we could eat, and one of them, with an empty laugh, threw what was left into the fire, which blazed and roared again over this unusual fuel. I never in my life saw men so careless of the morrow. Hand to mouth is the only word that can describe their way of doing. 
and what with wasted food and sleeping sentries, though they were bold enough for a brush and be done with it, I could see their entire unfitness for anything like a prolonged campaign. But the thing is, so I wonder, is if is this a lack of discipline that just prevails their whole life generally as being men of fortune? Or is this just the result of them knowing that their days are numbered? So why ration the food when you know you're going to hang anyway? Well, I suppose... I, mean, I'd imagine why... it's part of the piratey lifestyle. You know, you... Mm. you you sail for weeks on end with nothing but scraps because you, feast your captain famine. told you you're going to get to the island and have all the stuff and then you'll feast like kings for a bit and then you'll go back to, I guess they just mm. are used to that. Yeah. So you think it's actually a, a lack of discipline habit. and a way of life and a habit. Is that like me trying to, is that like me trying to live off like a massive Tupperware of chili and then all of that budgeting goes out the window by getting a 40 quid takeaway on a Saturday. Which is what happens in my <laughs> life a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've like, we're going to be really good this week. Yeah. And then you get a takeaway and it's all for nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be more like making a whole tub of chili, eating most of it the first night and then throwing the rest of it away and buying a takeaway the next night. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, and I've done that as well. You, met, you prepare the meal and then you get there and you're like, I don't, fancy I don't want this. this. Order a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Good meal prep. Well, there are plenty of delivery drivers on the Treasure Island island. Yeah. Um, and they can still never find my address. <laughs> <laughs> Even Silver, eating away with Captain Flint upon his shoulder, had not a word of blame for their recklessness. And this the more surprised me, for I thought he had never shown himself so cunning as he did then. Ay, mate, said he, it's lucky you have barbecue to think for you with this here head. I got what I wanted, I did. Sure enough, they have the ship. Where they have it, I don't know yet, but once we hit the treasure, we'll have to jump about and find out. And then, mates... Us that has the boats, I reckoned, has the upper hand. Thus he kept running on, with his mouth full of the hot bacon. Oh, fried junk includes bacon. Mm, this nice. Is good to know. Yep. Thus he restored their hope and confidence, and, I more than suspect, repaired his own at the same time. As for hostage, he continued, that's his last talk, I guess, with them he loves so dear. I've got my piece of news, and thank you to him for that, but it's over and done. I'll take him in a line when we go treasure hunting, for we'll keep him like so much gold in case of accidents, you mark, and in the meantime. Once we got the ship and treasure both, and off to sea like jolly companions, why then we'll talk Mr Hawkins over, we will, and we'll give him his share, to be sure, for all his kindness. Oh, so they haven't given up then? I guess not. This is good. No, because oh, oh, in the last chapter, it almost seemed like Silver had just been like, oh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for like getting yeah. me off the noose. But he's doing what we were hoping he'd do. Are you going for the treasure, then going for the ship, right and then the making end. a run for it? Yeah. Much better than just a bunch of defeated know. pirates. Mm. They don't know that Jim knows where the ship is. Am I being well, slow? Yeah, I thought that they would know that. Because he admitted to being the person who took the ship. Yeah, so they they weren't going to go, right, where is it? 
maybe your ace, just I can thinking you. that he's not going to tell them, or maybe they're just going, "Well, we can get that information out of him later. The, we need to get the treasure yeah, first right. anyway, so we can cross that bridge when we get there." Yeah. Or John was listening when he told the doctor where the ship is anyway, because he was listening when he heard the doctor going, "Oi, jump the ship, jump over." Mm-hmm. So maybe he does know, and he's just keeping all the cards close. Don't know. Maybe we'll find out. It was no wonder the men were in a good humour now. For my part, I was horribly cast down. Should the scheme he had now sketched prove feasible, Silver, already doubly a traitor, would not hesitate to adopt it. He had still a foot in either camp, and there was no doubt he would prefer wealth and freedom with the pirates to a bare escape from hanging, which was the best he had to hope on our side. Nay, and even if things so fell out that he was forced to keep his faith with Dr. Livesey, even then, what danger lay before us? What a moment that would be when the suspicions of his followers turned to certainty, and he and I should have to fight for dear life, he a cripple and I a boy, against five strong and active seamen. Add to this double apprehension the mystery that still hung over the behaviour of my friends, their unexplained desertion of the stockade, their inexplicable session of the chart, or, harder still to understand, the doctor's last warning to Silver, look out for squalls when you find it, and you will readily believe how little taste I found in my breakfast, and how uneasy a heart I set forth behind my captors on the quest for treasure. Yay! The quest for treasure. We have a new. You know, we have the Hispaniola thing. Yes. We now, anytime they mention treasure. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Matt, Matt, please Matt, just have your finger on the pulse. Okay. <laughs> From now to the end of the book, every time. Yeah. Well, good. Imagine if it's like every sentence now. Oh dear. We made a curious figure. Had anyone been there to see us? all in soiled sailor clothes, and all but me armed to the teeth. Silver had two guns slung about him, one before and one behind, besides the great cutlass at his waist and a pistol in each pocket of his square-tailed coat. To complete his strange appearance, Captain Flint sat perched upon his shoulder and gabbling odds and ends of purposeless sea-talk. I had a line about my waist and followed obediently after the sea-cook, who held the loose end of the rope, now in his free hand, now between his powerful teeth. For all the world, I was led like a dancing bear. Yeah, this doesn't make much sense to me. Why have they got the person with one leg? To pull the prisoner or the Yeah, because essentially, because he has one leg, he also then only has one arm, because obviously one arm is being used for the crutch. So it's like, why make him also then carry... like? Give it to someone maybe who's he, got two legs and two arms free. Maybe he insisted. Maybe he's that kind of captain. Yeah. There's a picture maybe he's here. doing it to defend Jim Ooh. as well, because he does seem to have a slight soft spot for Jim, doesn't he? He does. It's just like he he's like being he held by teeth, Jim. Oven. If you run, there is no way that he's going to be able to hold you with his teeth and stop you escaping. Also, yeah, like, no. how is John saying anything? Is he just not talking the entire way? Get, can you uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but those, old, old, those old ropes as well. Dancing bear, yeah. Those old ropes as well, you would, like, you'd get bits in your teeth. Yeah. yeah that, 
whatever. Um, so they are the shovels. Hi ho, hi ho, don't they? Yeah. The poor guy who's got the big sack to carry. Yeah, he drew the short straw, didn't he? Mm. Cool. All right. Well, they're they're on the march, so that's good. Yeah, there's a lot of guns. The other men were variously burthened, some carrying picks and shovels, for that had been the very first necessary they had brought ashore from the Hispaniola. Others laden with pork, bread and brandy for the midday meal. All the stores I observed came from our stock, and I could see the truth of Silver's words the night before. Had he not struck a bargain with the doctor, he and his mutineers, deserted by the ship, must have been driven to subsist on clear water and the proceeds of their hunting. Water would have been little to their taste, a sailor is not usually a good shot, and besides all that, when they were so short of eatables, it was not likely they would be very flush of powder. Well, thus equipped, we all set out, even the fellow with the broken head, who should certainly have kept... <laughs> <laughs> the fellow with the broken head. Oh, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna keep you out of the uh, injured for a few weeks. You know. Mm. Sorry, guys, got broken head. Yeah. Yeah, you would you would want to be if you were him. Get the magic sponge left at on home. It. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, if they if I ever got cast in a in a in a film version of Treasure Island, I'd like to be credited as the man with the broken head. <laughs> I think that would be a good role yeah. for me to play. Please don't give please don't give me a. Actual name? Yeah, no, I don't wish for one. Just the man with the broken head is fine. Red cap, broken head. They're all just described by their ailments or their weird clothing. Absolutely, that's true. Mm. And straggled one after another to the beach where the two gigs awaited us. Even these bore trace of the drunken folly of the pirates one in a broken thwart, and both in their muddy and unbailed condition. Both were to be carried along with us for the sake of safety, and so, with our numbers divided between them, we set forth upon the bosom of the anchorage. As we pulled over, there was some discussion on the chart. The Red Cross was, of course, far too large to be a guide, and the terms of the note on the back, as you will hear, admitted of some ambiguity. They ran, the reader may remember, thus. Tall tree, spyglass shoulder, bearing a point to the north of north-northeast. Skeleton island, east-southeast, and by east, ten feet. <laughs> That's a lot. To that sounds like a shipping account. forecast. It does a little. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a Did lot of east. East-southeast by east. North, north, east. What? I feel like I'd just be turning in circles at that point. No, exactly. I wouldn't know. They've not got weights. Yeah, they just need, they just need ways. I love that they always say tall tree as well. They don't specify like the species of tree. That would be much more mean, like, specific. Yeah, it could be like tall birch tree or tall oak tree or tall palm tree. Because at least I go yeah. right. Well, it's not that one. It's not yeah. that one. It must be that one. Do you know what I mean? Because there might be a few. How many years between you drawing the chart? All of the and trees so around the tree that's the tall tree may have grown by then. Yeah, and some trees go yeah. way faster Don't than others. So become a little down. sapling is now taller than the tall tree. Yeah, Maybe maybe that is Dr. Livy's plan. It's like, all I need to do is cut down the tree and they can't get the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to cut all of them Physically down. Physically possible. Cut the whole yeah. forest down. 
Yeah, okay. Well, there's no trees, so there's no treasure. Mm-hmm. I like the sound a of tall... an island. Yeah, it does sound good. A tall tree was thus the principal mark. Now, right before us, the anchorage was bounded by a plateau from two to three hundred feet high, adjoining on the north the sloping southern shoulder of the spyglass and rising again towards the south in the rough, cliffy eminence called the Mizzenmast Hill. The top of the plateau was dotted thickly with pine trees of varying height. Every here and there, one of the different species rose forty or fifty feet clear above its neighbours, and which of these was the particular tall tree of Captain Flint could only be decided on the spot and by the readings of the compass. Yet, although that was the case, every man on board the boats had picked a favourite of his own ere we were halfway over, Long John alone shrugging his shoulders and bidding them wait till we were there. We pulled easily by Silver's directions, not to weary the hands prematurely, and after quite a long passage, landed at the mouth of the second river, that which runs down a woody cleft of the spyglass. Thence, bending to our left, we began to ascend the slope towards the plateau. At the first outset, heavy, miry ground and a matted, marish vegetation greatly delayed our progress. But by little and little the hill began to steepen and become stony underfoot, and the wood to change its character and to grow in a more open order. It was indeed a most pleasant portion of the island that we were now approaching. A heavy-scented broom and many flowering shrubs had almost taken the place of grass. Thickets of green nutmeg trees were dotted here and there, with the red columns and the broad shadow of the pines. And the first mingled their and the first mingled their spice with the aroma of the others. The air, besides, was fresh and stirring, and this, under the sheer sunbeams, was a wonderful refreshment to our senses. The party spread itself abroad in a fan shape, shouting and leaping to and fro. About the centre, and a good way behind the rest, Silver and I followed, I tethered by my rope, he ploughing, with deep pants among the sliding gravel. From time to time, indeed, I had to lend him a hand, or he must have missed his footing and fallen backward down the hill. We had thus proceeded for about half a mile, and were approaching the brow of the plateau, when the man upon the farthest left began to cry aloud, as if in terror. Shout after shout came from him, and the others began to run in his direction. "'He can't have found a treasure!' said old Morgan, hurrying past us from the right, for that's clean atop. Indeed, as we found when we also reached the spot, it was something very different. At the foot of a pretty big pine, and involved in a green creeper, which had even partly lifted some of the smaller bones, a human skeleton lay, with a few shreds of clothing on the ground. I believe a chill struck for a moment to every heart. He was a seaman, said George Merry, who, bolder than the rest, had gone up close and was examining the rags of clothing. Leastways, this is a good sea cloth. Aye, aye, said Silver. Like enough. You wouldn't look to find a bishop here, I reckon. But what <laughs> no, sort of a... probably wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine he would. 
<laughs> Captain State in the obvious, more like. Yeah, no. <laughs> I do love that he's just you like... You wouldn't find a bishop up here. Yeah. But I just love that, like, George is, like, going full Sherlock Holmes, going like, oh, yes, you can tell by the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the strands in this thing. It's a good deal. And, and Silver's like, well, obviously he's a seabird. Who else would you find on this island, you idiot? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I like, the, I like the idea that he walks up, everyone's quiet. He lifts up, he lifts up the skeleton's hand and goes, <gasps> he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> or Dr. Livesey goes, Dr. Livesey gets a stethoscope. Oh, he's not there, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> goes, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Time of death? Yeah. What do you mean? This one's a goner. <laughs> but what sort of a way is that for bones to lie? Taint in nature. Indeed, on a second glance, it seemed impossible to fancy that the body was in a natural position. But for some disarray, the work perhaps of the birds that had fed upon him or the slow-gathering creeper that had gradually enveloped his remains, the man lay perfectly straight, his feet pointing in one direction, his hands raised above his head like a diver's, pointing directly in the opposite. <laughs> Can we just, yes, let's just, what? His yeah. feet in, and it's... So yeah, so he's literally in like a straight line. He's a pencil, okay. Right, like a gymnast who's just finished yes, a routine. He's before yeah, before, he's before the bow, that. just landed yes. gymnast. That's what we're going for there. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to like, say that's not how he died? You never yeah. know, do you? Yeah. He was doing the YMCA at the time or something, and he yeah. like croaked it. He hadn't quite made it, but he was halfway between the yeah, Y and the yeah. That's where he was. <laughs> it's fun to stay at that way. I was wondering, like, when they said it's not in nature, I was totally expecting, because of how ridiculous the statements have been so far, for, like, his arms to be where his legs are and his legs to be where his arms are or something like that, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like something to be really, or like his head to be on backwards. No, just a just a little, uh, just in YMCA. a straight line. Okay, just a, just yeah. A, yeah. I've taken a notion into my old numbskull, observed Silver. Here's the compass. Ah, uh, there's okay. the tip-top point of Skeleton Island, sticking out like a tooth. Just take a bearing with you along the line of them bones. Wait, so Again. Captain Flint just killed someone as a sign? Just to be a compass, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that is what happened, yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg. <It's> a... Yeah. <laughs> Greg, Thank you've got you. the absolute pleasure of being the compass. <gasps> Me? Me? Oh! <laughs> Bang. You spent your life being pointless. Now. Uh, <laughs> you finally have your point, Greg. Evil, yeah. Evil genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Again, like Captain Flint using biodegradable matter as signposts. It's like, I'm, I'm assuming he was expecting to be coming back for this treasure very soon. Because to use a body, like a wolf or a, a jaguar or anything yeah, could have turned up and just dragged away. it away. Like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever happened to just using metal or you know you've got wood just make us make a sign and nail it to a tree like it's gonna last a lot longer 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good job this green creeper hadn't completely covered over mm. the body, or they'd have been never done the wiser. I mean, I suppose it's not as macabre, is it? It's not as kind of typically piratey. It's like, oh yeah, a dead body, like a skeleton. Follow the skeleton. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good staple of the. It's genre. a lot more of a trope. It was done. The body pointed straight in the direction of the island, and the compass read duly east, southeast, and by east. I thought so," cried the cook. "This here's a pointer. Right up there is our line for the pole star and the jolly dollars. But by thunder, if it don't make me cold inside to think of Flint, this is one of his jokes and no mistake. Him and these six was alone here. He killed them every man." And this one he hauled here and laid down by compass, shiver my timbers. Their long bones and the hairs been yellow. Aye, that would be Allardyce. You mind Allardyce, Tom Morgan? Aye, aye, returned Morgan. I mind them. He owed me money, he did, and, and took my <laughs> knife ashore with him. Well, he ain't going to give you that money now, Bal. Like, yeah, I don't okay, think so- he is. I keep forgetting, obviously, they were in the crew, so they, they know yeah. yeah they know who's who. These are mates. These are old mates. Mm. Speaking of knives, said another, why don't we find his lying around? Flint warned the man to pick a seaman's pocket, and the birds, I guess, would leave it be. By the powers, and that's true, cried Silver. There ain't a thing left here, said Mary still feeling round among the bones. Not a copper doit nor a backy box. It not look natural to me. No, by gum, it don't, agreed Silver. Not natural, nor not nice, says you. Great guns. Messmates, but if Flint was living, this would be a hot spot for you and me. Six they were, and six are we. And bones is what they are now. I saw him dead with these here deadlights said Morgan. Billy took me in. There he laid with penny pieces on his eyes. Uh, dead, I Sure enough, he's dead and gone below, said the fellow with the bandage. But if ever a spirit walked, it would be Flint's. Dear heart, but he died bad, did Flint. Oi, that he did, observed another. <laughs> now, now he's r- raged and, and, and now he hollered for the rum and now he sang 15 men were his only song, mates. I tell you true, I never rightly liked to hear it since. It was main hot and the windy was open and I hear that old song coming out as clear as clear in the death hall on the man already. Come, come, said Silver. Stow this talk. He's dead. And he don't walk, that I know, leastways. He won't walk by day, and you may lay to that. Care, kill the cat. Fetch a head for the doubloons. We started, certainly, but in spite of the hot sun and the staring daylight, the pirates no longer ran separate and shouting through the wood, but kept side by side and spoke with bated breath. The terror of the dead buccaneer had fallen on their spirits. End of chapter. I just looked up that saying, because I've never heard care killed a cat. Is it curiosity killed a cat? Well, yeah, normally. So apparently it's an alternative form of curiosity killed the cat, but it means more 
too much worry leads to burden rather than oh, sure. rather than the whole thing of like you need to keep your nose out of other people's business kind of thing oh, which is what kind of right. curiosity killed the cat means more nowadays doesn't it yes it does yeah don't worry phrase. about anything because always stay back. emotionally detached men we're walking along at the edge of a cliff i don't think it's safe oh tush care killed the cat no the cliff killed the cat yeah um, <laughs> he <laughs> fell off <laughs> Uh, wouldn't do well on a building site, put it that way. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I mean, I'm happy they're just on their way. They're on their, on way, their way. And I'm finally getting the tropes that I wanted. I wanted skeletons. I wanted compasses. I wanted tall tree markers. I wanted islands. I wanted coordinates. X so I'm finally happy. I, I only took 31 chapters. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and there's only like three chapters left, isn't there? Mm. Or maybe, how many mm. is there? So I'm wondering... It's the reason why they can't find like the knives and s- snuff boxes and all the rest of it. Do you think Ben Gunn has taken those? I mean, I, that was my you, thought. He yeah. knows where everything is. Well, he yeah, because if, if you found the treasure, he's not. It's weird that he's not shown up since. So I feel like mm. he must be due an, a re- another reveal shortly. He's like, going to pop surely. up because otherwise, what's the point in him being there? Yeah. He's not done anything really, apart from kill a couple of pirates. He he hasn't quite served his purpose yet, has he? No, well you hope not, because otherwise it it makes his purpose very boring. Otherwise, mm. particularly someone on the island. Though from a so, personal point of view, I sort of hope that he doesn't come up uh, much or at all. Because <laughs> it's like, Rod Stewart singing. I don't words. like having to do Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Ah, fair. Because yeah. the last time Ben Gunn appeared. Uh, in in real time for us was about two months ago. Yeah, yes. and he basically, he, I had to basically sing the entire chapter as Rod yeah. Stewart terribly. Um, and Josh so had nearly formed nodules on his vocal cords. Yeah, so basically, I basically yeah. did minor operation after that chapter. I think I had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need it's to get insurance. All in a day's work, straight it's to the ENT. Yeah, mm. but it's very high paid job. It's worth it. Yes. And anyway, we're in the thick of it. There's only a few to go. Let's play yeah. our favourite game. Guess what the next oh, chapter okay. go? Pretty well. This one's even, isn't it? So it's me. It's even. It's you. So I'm hoping that... So if, if this um, author was clever, what he'd be doing is writing the two groups making their way towards the treasure... To kind of get a competition going, do you know what I mean? To yes. kind of to, to to have a race, so you're kind of going, oh, they're nearly there, oh, they're nearly there, and then they meet kind of at the treasure, and then there's a bit of a Barney. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of hoping that happens. So I'm going to go for something like um, the race for the treasure, or like, yeah, no, I'm going to leave it that. Let's go, like you know, the race for the treasure. Okay, okay, thank you, David. I mean, it's going to be around the same thing. Surely he can't. Ugh. Um, it's going to be something really mundane and boring, isn't it? It's going to be like the tall tree. You know what we were talking <laughs> about? We were talking about Ben Gunn, and because okay. Josh was talking about not doing it, let's let's say that that's him tempting fate as I okay. back this random map of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have that? Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's I went to food festival and they were giving out maps of Greece. Oh, okay. great! Fair enough. And you never know when you might need one. You well, don't. this is it. There's treasure. Um, so I'm going to go with Ben Gunn appears. I don't know. It won't be that, but that's... Okay. Yeah. 
Mm, you're right. It's not that, and it's not what Matt said either. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, you sorry. It's mundane. Um, but it, no, actually. Oh, okay, it's not good. At all. But interestingly, the, so the, the the chapter we just read was called "The Treasure Hunt: Flint's Pointer," and it almost mm. seems like they're doing like a, even though it's not a separate part, it's still the same part that we've been in for a while. It's almost like a little, I don't know, rounding it up division. Yeah. Yes, because chapter thirty-two is called "The Treasure Hunt." The voice among the trees. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. Who is the voice among the trees? So it's like is the this treasure hunt be like continued. What was it that the doctor said to look out for? Was it the squalls or something? Squall. Was, yeah, squalls. Yeah, which was Ooh, like a scream or shout. So maybe it's something to do with that. Could be. Or maybe, maybe knowing that pirates are quite superstitious, because immediately when they see a dead body, they're like, "He walks among us. They're gonna kill us in our sleep," kind of thing. And it's like, it's a body, guys. Like, calm down. So I think, yeah. So I think that there's, yeah. I don't know if Doctor Livesey was kind of playing mind games with the pirates, knowing that they're very superstitious, and that they will end up scaring themselves into like inaction. Mm. But ominous, nonetheless. Yeah. Okay. And this is just the doctor going. The treasure's not here. You look really stupid. You look really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. Loser says what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the voice of Greg. Greg. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping now. Anyway, I'm hoping it's just Doctor Livesey playing mind games with them. That they've done like a Home Alone, and him and Ben Gunn have gone ahead of them and like yeah. set booby traps <laughs> and into paint and stuff to Lucking hit them. Like, they're gonna have skeletons. They're gonna have skeletons. Why they chose that song by Brenda Lee? I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> that would be great. It'd oh, be Christmas. It's it. November. <laughs> Somebody. Luck. Somebody's uh, going to tread on something and then a tin of paint's going to tip on their head. Yes. That's what we hope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the iron. Definitely the, the iron. iron. <laughs> of all the things to bring with you, they're not bringing an iron, are they? You a bunch of men on a ship are not bringing an iron. Oh, good. Whatever it's called. Shush the off of my property. Three. That was it. Ten. Nine. One. Yeah, no, it's a uh, Merry but Christmas. You, you feel keep the change, you filthy animal. Keep the change, you filthy animals. Keep the change, you filthy animals. It's nowhere near Christmas. Maybe oh, no, don't. Book. Yeah, Not far off. Yeah, no, it's true. You should probably look for something holiday to do at the end of the year when mm-hmm. this finishes. Anyway. If you have any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Uh, or if you could tell us if you had a skeleton and you were to use it in a mannequin-esque way. <laughs> yeah, mannequin-esque. Um, how would you shape it? And what would you do with it? And you could tell us on Twitter, at LazyBookClubPod. Yep. Um, and if you had a bunch of pirates and you killed them all um, so you could keep all the treasure, how would you kill them and uh, why? <laughs> Tell us on Instagram. People are going to have their I mean, accounts. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's more like it's more a I photo platform. So I'm, I'm kind of going, you know, give us your best compass impression on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, I'm, if I'm honest, that would have been, been a better one. Lazy but I, book I, club in skeletons. And do, we could do it like oh, a yeah. logo for Halloween. That. Yeah. If anyone's got time on their hands and wants to write lazy book club in skeletons, do it. Mm. 
wasn't like planking used to be a thing so we could do like pointing where yeah. people kind of yeah, yeah. Your best What's the most skeleton this. I'll I'll do it mine again. Uh please can you stand like a gymnast halfway between the Y and the M of a YMCA <laughs> in different places across the globe? Thank you. Except for in the middle of dual carriageway. Yes, please don't get run over or hit by it. traffic. Uh we're also on Patreon patreon.com forward slash lazy book club pod where you will find extra episodes as well as links to our videos otherwise we will see you next week for chapter 32 i can't remember the title the treasure hunt the voice among the trees there you go i have to read it otherwise i wouldn't know it we'll see you then Bye. bye bye